BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. So don't forget to hump someone you love. We've got the Strice Brothers in the studio. So check, check. Check and check. You might not see my baby boy, Bryce. Humiliating. Oh my God. Are we like... We tried to like Rube Goldberg a little centerpiece today for the studio if you're watching on YouTube. Mortifying. Hang on. Um, and we said if it fell, which I didn't think it would, that we'd be really embarrassed and we are because- so Now everyone can see. Hold this. Everyone can see what we were doing. We're we, low budget no, girls today. No, but it looked today. cute yesterday when you hit, hid my coffee and then, but it was hard for me to drink my coffee. So we put this little thing here to hold up the curd and then it fell and embarrassed us. And that's not, that's crooked. Sorry. Literally, that's like you and my wig. Maybe I'm Are just you okay. Give may, it to me. Maybe I'm just like off balance. You know, motherhood has changed you. If you, um, oh, it's not up yet. So we filmed an amazing, gorgeous um, Halloween vlog. We vlogged we our whole weekend, like trying um, on different costumes for like stuff with the kids. Obviously, oh. toast to ween. There was a lot of the creative process behind our personal family costumes and the toast to ween costume. You get to really get into our minds and see how these gorgeous looks came together. So the vlog is ready. I'll probably upload it sometime today. Be sure to look out for that. And you'll see how Jackie's definitely off balance because she botched my wig. I did. Like it was the botch of a century. I know. The thing is we were talking about it last night when we rewatched the vlog. It's like Claudia had a very clear idea of what she wanted. So she should have just done it herself. Yeah, for sure. Like my whole life I've been trained just to like know that like you're more talented than me in certain things. You're more careful. Like yeah. You're more meticulous, detail-oriented. So like when it comes to cutting a wig, I would never just like raw dog it myself. Should have done that. The thing is, while I accept full responsibility, and I am really sorry, but you still looked great. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was Viserys. I can't. Oh my God. The (laughs) cop out of the century. I can't be held responsible. For things Viserys did. Viserys did. No, that's like holding Jamie Lee Curtis responsible for things that Zillow handed. Right. No, I get it. Thank you for understanding. Also, so many big news announcements, but I took my permit test yesterday and oh. I have not shared okay, wait. I the was, results. Because we also vlogged that experience as well. I was thinking, I meant to talk to you about this before. Should we like withhold the status of your test until the vlog comes out? Yeah. Because it's like what happens is kind of crazy. Okay, so I won't say anything more about that. The vlog will be up in a few days then. And you'll just have to wait and see on patreon.com slash a toast if Jackie passed her. Like, you know what? I need to, We need to start being more clickbait. I totally agree. We never engage in clickbait and like cheap ploys, but maybe we should. No, no, no. Like every David Dobrik vlog, friend crashes car. <laughs> like, I'm going to start doing that. Like, because we are really honest. We say like, you know, this is one of our best episodes. We'll say, you know, this one's not so great because we are authentic internet personalities. And how is that working out for us? Not great. So if you want to know what happened at my permit test yesterday, head to patreon.com slash the toast in a few days when the episode is up. I just need to edit the redheads first because that goes live tomorrow. We recorded the new episode of the redheads last night with the girlies. It was so great to get the girls together. We We're read, getting the band back together. We read Hester by Lori Lico Albanese, which is a very seasonal book because it's like witchy. Mm-hmm. And do you know the book, The Scarlet Letter? I mean, like I've heard of it. You know, Easy A. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) And it's like American, like literature, Scarlet Letter, high school. And so this book like imagines what happened in the author's life to lead him to write that book. So it's like a little bit of fan fiction. That is cute. It's like, um, it's like 50 Shades to Mm. Twilight. 
Mm, you know? The idea of you to Harry Styles. Exactly. That's next up on my book reading list. Except I I told you guys, I started a book club with my friends. Like the first meeting's on Monday and everyone's like talking about the book in the chat. I'm like, I haven't even started it. So we're flying home today. Jackie is headed to NYC. NYC. So I'll read it on the plane if I'm not too busy, just like being in love with Roldini, you know? Of course. That's it's, always so hard. I might be busy. You might be. It's really hard to read on a plane when you have a child a kid but good luck to you no I'm really excited for you to read your book maybe I would even join you in your pursuit no one can be in a book club without me like usurping it are you still gonna be in town on Monday do you want to come I won't be Mm. but that's so me you could join in like virtually it's not the same. And let, like you should have your own thing. Like why do I have to like be like a big that's dope, us. big dope big sister? No, because that's us. Like, oh, you're doing something, now, I'll be there. I'm being to you what we are to Margot. <gasps> oh, you're going to dinner? Can we come? You're yeah. going to Nashville for a concert? Can we come? But like when we ask, Margot's like, no. But like I'm when you ask, like, of course and you can come. We're very like that with each other, like and each other's friends. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like when I'm hanging out with my friends, they never know when you'll just be coming to. We're and, a package deal. And that's the thing about like just being around me it's like I'm full of surprises you (laughs) never know what you're gonna get it's so true she's so spontaneous I'm not like other girls she's so unpredictable she eats something different every single day I've never really kind of like been the type of what do they call those creatures of habit no that's not me (laughs) couldn't Couldn't be be um (laughs) (laughs) more that more housekeeping so we have the vlogs coming we have some in prose production some will be released today New episode of The Redheads drops tomorrow, and that's all very exciting. I think that's all my housekeeping. You know, we've been churning out the Patreon content when we're together, which is always fun. Yeah, and we got a new car. Oh my God, you guys. There's nothing like vlogging in the car with... It's like a it's a it's a phone mount for your phone that you can like mount the phone up on your windshield or and on your dash. Use it for directions, but yeah, we like use Uber it. drivers, it's really helpful for directions and stuff. We use it for vlogging, and it's so premium. That's what we did for the mukbang. So we fought, ours arrived, and so we were just living we were, life. We were being such vloggers yesterday, like it was crazy. We really and are. we have a fabulous latter half of the week planned because we're obviously going to New York. We have some work tings, some mogul tings, but it's also Jackie's. 30th birthday. So we have like a nice Shabbat dinner planned. We have a GNO planned. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm revving up for my 30th. It's starting to dawn on me like the significance of turning 30. Of the day. And like where I was at when I was 20 versus now and like how I spent my decade. So where were you at 20? Uh, well, I was in college. Okay. And I was just like not the girl I am, the woman I am now. No, of course not. But like, what were you like? The toasters didn't really know you at 20. What were you like at 20? At 20? You are probably like a junior. Yeah, I was, I was kind of crazy. You were rambunctious. You were like loud. You were like that girl, like kind of like center of attention. Not because you wanted it, because like that was like the energy you commandeered. Yeah, but like pretty wild, lots of drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that's one of the biggest changes from like, then to now and like we really miss that girl like are you gonna drink at all this weekend in yeah in like a measured way like I'm not no not in like a binge drinking sort of way no when do you think the next time you're gonna like binge drink is um it would have to be a time when I'm not with role yeah because being like a hungover mom sounds like the worst thing I don't know how it can be done yeah no it, it literally cannot it could you imagine no no and the hangovers I get? Yeah. No, no. it's no, over no. for me. It's I'm, game over. I'm not saying I don't understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Wow, it's been a whole decade. A whole last decade. So I feel really good about leaving my 20s in the past. I feel good about how I spent them. Like we built a business. Right. You got married, had a baby. Like it was advancement, advancement on all fronts. Yeah. So I feel, I feel great. So and I'm excited for this next decade. Impart one piece of wisdom to a 20 year old right now like for Ooh. what you learn when in your 20s and what you're what you now know going into your 30s oh what would I like tell a 20 year old self I mean unfortunately like all lessons have to be learned the hard way there's mm-hmm. nothing that I could say to you right now that would change anything you're going to be doing no that's fair you know yeah. so I guess I would just give some good practical advice like take your makeup off before you go to sleep at night and if you ha- you know if you're feeling crazy use a moisturizer too and just be careful what you post on social media. Yeah. That would be like my. Yes, for sure. My but number one. you could tell one. anyone that at any at age. At any age. And it still slaps the advice. And use sunscreen. Yeah. Um, Try not to fry your hair if you don't have to. 
use a heat protecting spray if you're going to apply heat. Mm-hmm. Um, these are also just good beauty, beauty tips yeah. in general. But no, a way to preserve your youth. <sighs> Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank and you just for live that. life. You know, you gotta you gotta figure it out for yourself. So yeah, just enjoy the ride and be safe. Be safe. Um, well, we've got a great show. It's Wednesday, which means Dear Toasters, which is just a truly favorite segment of ours. We've got fabulous stories, fabulous girls, fabulous bros. And I feel as though, without further ado, do, 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 it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Mm, no. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know. Clink. Or <clears throat> the fast five stories that you need to know. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Or... The fast five stories that you need to know. You know, like a can opening. Yeah, yeah. Did that translate? Of course, I could see it, smell it, taste it. Oh, it's an excuse for Claudia to do ASMR. ASMR. Actually, um, the last time I did ASMR, like nobody could hear anything. I don't think these microphones are really ASMR approved, which is devastating. Devastating. Sure. Sure, devastated. ASMR. I'm sure they do. They do. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into the stories. Do you have anything you want to share with the group before we do? That is so crazy that you would say that because I actually do. That's so great. I mean, we're just so simpatico as stated previously, so it makes sense. Today's episode of The Toast is sponsored by Haya. Typical children's vitamins are basically just candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. And that's why Haya was created. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with 15 grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya is filling the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide full-body nourishment that our kids need with a yummy taste that they love. They're formulated um, with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then it is supercharged with 15 essential vitamins, including minerals like vitamin D, B12, vitamin C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. So these aren't your mom's vitamins. They're really not. And what I um, think is so cute about them, it's like it's fun and obviously good for the kids. We love all that stuff. But it comes with like stickers. You can like... um, Decorate, decorate the, the bottle. bottle. It's and really cute. It's a really fun activity and it makes like kids feel more involved, involved. and invested. And in it makes vitamins. them excited about taking their vitamins. Of course. Which is obviously exciting for adults, but kids aren't always, you know. It, it's non-GMO, <laughs> vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else that you can imagine. So most of your kiddos are good to go when it comes to Haya. It's designed for kids of all ages and it's sent straight to your door. So parents have one less thing to worry about. We have Haya in our home. Kaylor loves, loves Haya. They also, um, she had the best time decorating the stickers on the bottle. She like really she was, did. she went wild. I was saving it for like a rainy day for her and it was so much fun to do with her. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. If you claim the deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash toast. It's not available on their regular website. It's only available at Haya Health. H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash toast. Get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults at HayaHealth.com slash toast. God bless you. Thank you. What can I say except God bless you for all the sneezes and the snot that you spit. The thing is, is that I've been here for two weeks and I haven't even watched Moana because Keeler's like, she's like, out of her Moana era. She's now into like a bunch of different things. Coco like every Melon. Night is something different. Yesterday I did Coco. watch. Coco. Yesterday I did watch Coco. I found the plot extremely difficult to follow. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm kind of like saving it kind of like inside out because I know it's really good and I want to actually ingest it, not just watch bits and pieces because I think the message is really strong. No, like you ain't ready for inside out. Like I just, I know, I know you are going to love it. And Encanto I haven't watched. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. No, I don't like that song. We don't talk about Bruno, no. And I think you actually might really relate to the character of Bruno. Why? Because Bruno is like this family member who you're not allowed to talk about, obviously, because he like left the family years ago. Turns out he's been living in the walls. He's been there the whole time. Oh, interesting. It's not like Kanye says he's a creepy uncle. 
I mean, he's definitely a little weird. He lives in the wall, <laughs> you know? Um, so there's like something like definitely not a hundred percent with him, but okay. Maybe I just won't watch the movie so I can enjoy the song still. Welcome to the family. Madrigal. Okay. Thank you for that little Disney interlude. Um, our first story, Christina Applegate has done an interview with the New York Times and revealed that she has gained 40 pounds since being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and now struggles to walk without the support of a crane. The 50-year-old actress who shared her diagnosis initially in August of 2021 reflected on the difficulties she's experienced while filming the final season of her Netflix show, Dead to Me, oh. amid her battle. So the new season is coming out soon and it's the final season. Right. Um, and Such so a good show. She did an interview with the New York Times and said, this is the first time anyone's going to see me the way I am. I put on 40 pounds. I can't walk without a cane. I want people to know that I'm very aware of all of that. So she was filming the final season and they took a long break for her to get treatment. Oh, that's for her so MS. nice. She uh, talked about shooting the last season and said, quote, I had an obligation. The powers that be were like, let's just stop. We don't need to finish it. Let's put a few episodes together with previously recorded footage. And Christina said, no, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it on my terms. Wow. Um, first of all, Dead to Me is such a good show. So I'm glad they didn't just like finagle some ending together. Cause like it, thus far it's been like a really well thought out and like really good show. Um, and it's very cool. I feel like in Hollywood, like, oh, you gained 40 pounds. Like we're done with you. Like the fact that they want to still work with her and that they just kind of like cast her to the side. There's hope yet for Hollywood. Um, I also think perhaps this in this last season, there will be scenes where she's struggling. Mm -hmm. um, I think she said she struggles to like stand or yeah. walk. And I, I think she wants to let the viewers know in advance, like if that's what you see, this is why. Right. And this is what I'm going through right now. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like I feel like MS has been a... Um like it's been more brought more to the forefront, like um, Selma Blair mm -hmm. on Dancing with the Stars. Like, I feel like I now know much more. I, I don't know what I thought MS was before, but I thought it was like totally like debilitating to the sense where like you couldn't really move and seeing people like Dancing with the Stars and like still going to work and acting. It's very cool. I have a like a really special place in my heart for Christina Applegate. Yeah. Because of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Of course. Like I've just loved her for so long. And she's really like, she's that bitch. Like she is successful, like teen throb heart. She's like literally a teenage heartthrob who then successfully turned that into like a really long, prosperous career. Yeah. We stand. We really, really do. I'm and everything she's in is stellar. Stellar. I'm excited for the new season to come out. I hope Christina's doing well. She also is going to be like doing public press for the, mm -hmm. um, for the show. And it's just like so sad that she feels the need to preface everything by being like I you know I gained weight gained I look different and this is why and it's like she doesn't owe us an explanation but you know that if she didn't say anything then the headlines would just be so nasty it would be so nasty and honestly I think that she probably is giving us a, a heads up like for her own sake yeah. because to have to deal with like people commenting on I mean it reminds me of and it's much worse for women but just a recent Example is like Zach Efron um, showed up to a red carpet, like looking very different. Like people just like annihilated him yeah. and he's a man. So like, it's going to be worse for a woman. So like, I'm sure she did it partially for herself. Yes. And, all, and so when people, and someone shows up looking different, like people, you know, conjecture and come up with crazy reasons Theories. as to why. So I think she just wants to, you know, get ahead of it. Right. And, um, also promote the new season, which is really exciting. Dead to Me is such a good show. I feel like it's a good binge show. Like if you don't watch it, knowing there's a, the final season is coming out. Um, I feel like it's 30 minute episodes. It's like not that long, but it's like really premium. It's like nice, like just it's like it, it has Snackable. it all. It has it all. Yeah. Murder. Comedy. Nice house. It's like dramedy. Tragedy. It's got James it all. James Marsden. James Marsden. Like most important. A chutney. Linda Cardellini. I thought it was you walking through the front door. What would you, how would you feel? If your father was dating someone your age. Such an iconic movie. Chutney. How long She's have you been another one who like does fire roles, fire projects. Yes. She was in Mad Men. She was in Freaks and Geeks. Mm -hmm. But like to me, Linda Cardellini will never not be Chutney. Of course. Like the hair, the plaid power suit. Of I thought course. it was you. Such an iconic that was a cultural shift, actually. That movie? Yeah. Yeah. And no, that scene in particular. Oh, no, there was some, I think. It's She's just, my age. Did you tell you that? She's my age? How would you feel if your father married someone your own age? The whole movie was the shift. <laughs> of course. But like that scene, like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, what? It was Chutney? <laughs> so good. 
so good. Yeah, Linda Cardellini has like a good radar for what what jobs to accept. Justin Timberlake should, you know, take counsel with these uh-huh. women. I actually think a lot of people should take counsel with Linda Cardellini. I think they would learn a lot. Mm. She's really, she's been like, she really has managed to stay at like the top of her game for a really long time, but also like not become like overexposed. Like she can go to the grocery store, like, but I'm sure she makes a lot of money. Yeah. That's the life. Yeah, she can focus on the art. And as artists, we totally get that. Mm. Totally. Are you ready for our next story, which is an interesting development in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills troll bullying saga? Yes. Diana Jenkins identifies the cyber bully who attacked Garcelle's son. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Diana Jenkins has identified a person who may be responsible for cyberbullying Garcelle's 15-year-old son, Jax, a source tells Page Six. After reviewing data obtained under subpoena from Meta, which owns Instagram, Jenkins's legal team is cracking down on a Northern California resident whose IP address and phone number were linked to an Instagram account called at Queen of the T. So the source said Diana is committed to seeing this through and unmasking whoever is responsible and all parties who were involved. She wants to make sure that she shares with the public all the progress that is being made in this case every step of the way. So Queen of the Tea was among the many accounts that Jax revealed had sent him racially offensive messages in August. They had written some of the posts that were on Jax's Instagram stories as like examples of what he was receiving. Mm -hmm. So... um, Now with the potential suspect behind the important message, Diana's attorneys are pursuing an additional subpoena in the hopes of producing more evidence linking the individual behind the Instagram account to the wider attack on Garcelle's son. This person has seemingly deactivated their Instagram account now. And now we'll have to wait for more information. I cannot tell you how much I love this. I, okay. There are no words to tell you how much I love this. If true, I love this so much. A part of me is a little suspicious about this just because is it really possible to subpoena Meta, Meta and like they'll give you the IP address of someone who was bullying? Like what are the rules about that? Well, I think the reason, like obviously if somebody sends me a message like you're fat bitch, like I can't subpoena Meta. But I think like the fact that this was threatening to a minor, mm-hmm. it was, I think it's technically like, it's not like a hate crime, but it's like racially motivated. Like I think because it was such like a next level message, maybe a subpoena is possible. I thought the same thing. Cause like, girl, oh, we could subpoena Meta. I have a list of people whose like accounts yeah. I need their IP addresses no, on. No, like who else can we subpoena? Like I, I find that very interesting. And I mean, you categorize this attack as like next level, but what is that actually, what is that threshold for getting right. a subpoena from Meta? Well, I hope it's true. One, because anyone who's like ever made a fake account and like sent a message, I saw like the craziest thing written about our family recently. Like, Jail for you, jail for you. Like to be, to just fucking make things up or threaten a minor, like jail for fucking you. And I hope that Diana takes this all the way. I literally want to contribute to her legal fund, not that she needs it. Just so that like, let this be a lesson to anyone who engages in in, like anonymous online troll behavior. Like your time is coming. Your time is fucking coming. I'm getting your fucking IP address and I'm going to show up at your motherfucking house, bitch. What are you going to do there? Nothing because this is a, because I don't want to go to jail. Oh, but I'm going to yell at you. And you know what I am going to do? I am going to take a picture of you because that's what's most embarrassing. Yeah. No, there just needs to be accountability. We were talking about this last week. Like if you want to sling some shit around, like put your face behind it. Okay. And so that's, what's really interesting. I was reading all these threads on Twitter last night. People were talking about like Elon Twitter or whatever, but people were engaging in like an actual, like interesting discourse, not just like, Oh, Elon's like rich. We hate him. Um, about this thing that Twitter now wants to do, which is offering a service where you pay $8 a month to be verified. Now people are like, well, that's, you know, unfair because yada, yada. What about like people who are actually, you know, famous and people actually make like fake accounts of us? Like, but I think what Elon was going for, which I think is really interesting, is not verified means that you're famous. Verified means like we have your information. You're a real person. Right. So then like Twitter will just start then prioritizing conversations and tweets of people who are verified, meaning we know their name, address, last name, location, social. Right. And I think, I don't know if you should necessarily have to pay for that because then it's not fair. It's not accessible to everyone. But I think it's an interesting way of moving forward where it's like conversations being had on this app. You're really only going to see ones from people 
who have been verified in the sense that like we know who they are. Yeah, that you're real people and you want to put like your money where your mouth is and your face with what you're saying. I actually, I think it's an I didn't interesting. realize that that was the intention behind it, but I think that that's so smart. And then people who don't verify themselves, who are talking shit, like you're just gonna be like, oh, well, you're, you're a troll. And- you can dismiss it. And like yeah. their content does not, it's, you have to search for it. It's at the bottom. Like, right. So I don't know if having it be, paid is the best way to do that I feel like so many social media platforms app services you pay to play so it's not that crazy if it's an eight dollar one-time fee no no it's a month eight dollars a month yeah well if you want to be like a big wig on twitter and you want people to see your interesting thoughts then that's like it's a subscription model you know no for sure um I think that there's a really good concept there I don't I I just wonder if like people who are already verified or, you know, celebrities, if they don't have, if they wouldn't have to pay. They probably don't, which is dumb because like, right. That's the people who can afford it. Right. Um, But I just thought like this world in which everyone has to identify themselves on social media and engage in discourse as themselves, themselves. where their friends and family can see what they're saying. Are you still so brave? Right. I think that is a very um, interesting, potentially like, um, not life-changing, game but game-changing service. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like, like that. This, this world in which you can just create accounts on Instagram, on all these different platforms, with not a single identifying detail except an email account, which people just make fake email accounts. It's like, takes 10 seconds to make a new mm-hmm. Gmail account. Um, it's really dangerous. Like, it's really not okay. And I think, like, Instagram does virtually nothing to no and they like do small things and they think that they solved it like you can now block an account and block all the other accounts that this person made that's actually a really good one but is it based on ip address what's it based on a device probably okay so make it on your ipad yeah right like it's it's not perfect it's not solving no online it, bullying but it's it's a really good step yeah it's something yeah but still like they're there's not been anything that's really going to solve this yet. And I, I think that's a, a very strong idea. Yeah, I thought that it was really interesting. And people were just dismissing it because it's like, oh, $8 to be like a fake celebrity. But it's like not really about that no. at all. And you know what? In the early days of Facebook, you had to have a student email address to join. And uh, like, I don't know when those parameters were lifted. And it used to be for just like college students. Then it was high school and college students. And now it's just anyone. Free for all. And I, I think you can... You can be in middle school and have you can one. Make like, fake accounts. And you could be 80. Like yeah. everyone has a Facebook. But it did start as somewhere where you had to be a person. No, and it was much more, it wasn't, you know, completely issue free, but it was felt like a lot safer of an environment. It, yeah. We maybe it was the beginning of all the issues that we're that we're experiencing now, but they weren't as prevalent then. Mm-hmm. No, so I thought that was really interesting. And yeah. I think if they do it, it'll be like a a cool um case study for perhaps other platforms. Agreed. Um, anyways, if true, what Diana is sharing, I think that's major awesome. Also- I just love the idea that like this person like really thought that like they could send whatever they wanted because I'm sure they've done it a million times. But like, I just know like they're not sleeping. Like this person is so fucking afraid. Yeah. Uh, some of the records obtained from Meta- were connected to overseas IP addresses. Hmm. Um, however, the Queen of the Tea account was linked to an IP address and phone number in California. And so Diana's lawyers are looking for more subpoenas to confirm that this person paid for internet and phone services tied to Queen of the Tea and maybe paid for bots. Right, right. So Interesting. I like that Diana's not letting this go. Yeah, I mean, she was really, honestly, if she didn't pursue this, we probably all would have let have it assumed. go. But then in the back of my mind, we're like, oh yeah, that was the thing Diana did. Yeah, no, it, she's trying to clear her name and I know she's not doing it like for me, but I do feel like enormously grateful because I feel like this is really, this can and should really scare the fuck out of people who engage in behavior like this. Yeah. And maybe it's time for them to get some serious, serious help. Yeah. And I think it's great for Garcelle. And yeah, hopefully, you know, if they are able to solve this crime, then they can find a way to maybe be friends and maybe Diana would even be on another season. Yeah, Maybe. I also think this is a problem within the Bravo space that needs to work itself out too. Because obviously all different corners of the internet have their own problems. Bravo really seems to have like a a fan issue. Yeah. Like I'm not saying all Bravo fans by any means, but I'm saying like every single show, like I feel like in recent reunions, they talk about like the death threats and like it's 
it's literally a reality show. Like everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Some people are really like just genuinely unbalanced and like the the energy they put into reality shows so much to the point where they're gonna threaten the lives of people who they watch on TV. Like those, like these people really need help. Like for yeah. real. But I think this is sets a great precedent. Yeah, it does. I know? love it. Love it. Okay, our next story. James Corden is having a bad month. Is it James Corden's bad month that's brought to you by Away Suitcases? Yes, it is because he needs to go on a trip. Away makes suitcases, bags, and other travel accessories designed to make moving through the world a lot more seamless, which is a good thing because travel makes us better people by giving us different perspectives. So no matter where you're going, you can rely on Away's range of travel products to solve real travel problems and get you out there. I mean, this couldn't be more apropos. We're flying out today. I've got my Away suitcase. Ben got his Away suitcase. His is pink. Mine's black. Like, I got mine. His is pink. Yeah, because like I have a pink and a black one. And like I was feeling the black one, which meant like you get the pink one. I have a pink and a dark green one. And I was feeling the dark green one. I wasn't feeling like being pink today no because it's like november like yeah. pink was like my summer suitcase and now like it's fall spring now joggers it's ben's winter suitcase it's Ben's in like the way that he doesn't care it's like he's like yeah sure i'm like okay um so away offers suitcases bags other travel essentials that are made of different materials like polycarbonate and aluminum and they come in a variety of colors and sizes so whatever you're packing wherever you're going away has luggage that will make your next trip more seamless so here's what really sets away apart for me it is the um the interior compression pad that helps you pack more and the removable laundry bag, it's hidden in the zipper. I literally had my suitcase for over a year before I knew that it was in there that you could put your dirty undies in because we've been talking for years about how the problem with suitcases is, is that there's no place to put your dirty undies. And but they it, have to commingle with clean clothes, beautiful clothes, clothes then, that you don't actually wash like every right, day. Right, of course, of and course. And just touch the undie. So they also have four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee the smoothest roll, even through LaGuardia, which is filled with carpet, which makes no sense to me, and I think we should talk about that. They also offer free shipping and returns on any non-personalized order within the contiguous U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Plus, there's a 100-day tr free trial on everything that they make at Away. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, get lost with it. For 100 days, if you decide that it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases and bags at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So James Corden's month isn't getting much better. He issued a groveling apology to Ricky Gervais after being caught using his 2018 stand-up joke word for word on the Late Late Show. I saw a video somebody spliced together of like the James and the Ricky. It was word for word a thing from one of Ricky's specials. It's... um about like a town square advertising for guitar lessons and then people getting upset. I don't want guitar lessons. I want piano lessons. And it's all about like seeing things on the internet that you don't like and just moving on. Right. Um, and it's literally word for word. And so Ricky Gervais had tweeted the video of it and said the bit about the town square advert for guitar lessons is brilliant crying emoji. And James Corden tweeted inadvertently told a brilliant Ricky, Ricky Gervais joke on the show last night, obviously not knowing it came from him. It's brilliant because it's a Ricky Gervais joke. You can all, you can watch all of Ricky's excellent specials on Netflix. Um, okay. So do I think James Corden sat down and wrote down a joke he heard from Ricky Gervais's special? No. A lazy He's, writer. A lazy writer. just got fired. Or dead. a writer who hates James Corden and is sick of being treated poorly by him and decided to give him the old one too. Perhaps. I think I, uh, that would be very subversive. I think it's a, a lazy writer. Yeah. I mean, what's so funny is like, you know, we put these, you know, supposedly the funniest men ever, we put them on TV and they have a whole team of writers to write right. them jokes. And they still need to take from other people. And first of all, it's never funny. Like nobody watches the, the opening monologues of, um, Late night shows and it's like, ah, <laughs> it's like corny dad jokes. It's like not funny. Um, no, and there are so many. And there's a whole team of writers writing that for them. People who are like trained comedians, the funniest people in the country who are writing, like it's crazy. And then you have like a super funny host delivering like right. these no, and the host, super funny lines. The host got there because they're so funny, yet you're not going to write the jokes? But like, why can't there be a host who like does his monologue and like just talks like no, no prompter yeah. like just says the funny thing that he's thinking no but like before that's, he starts the show that's the thing with late night it's like such an antiquated format like this is what johnny carson used to do like you could change it up yeah it's 2022 like no and it's like there are so many 
comedians. There are so many places that we can watch comedians. And so it's not Johnny Carson where it's like, we're all tuning in right. at one time. We have options now. We have options. And so to, to see what they're doing over there, it's just like sad. No, it's like embarrassing. And it's not very inventive. No. And then to, to then steal a whole ass bit is word for word. Sometimes I do feel like, especially when you're commenting on things like in social media or in pop culture, I do think two people can have the same thought, can come to the same conclusion, like create the same joke. Maybe it's not always going to be worded exactly the same, but sometimes I feel like when people accuse other people of stealing, I'm like, that's a stretch. Like it wasn't the funniest, most original joke anyway. And like, I could see how more than one person came to that conclusion. Yes. This is literal plagiarism to one point, like one one. Yes. So it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Like that would be like Ricky Gervais having said, you know, you can go on to the internet and choose not to engage in things you don't like. And then James Corden saying the same thing. And it's like, oh, two people think it's a rational thought. And I could see how two human beings who engage in rational thought could both come to that one rational thought. But to make this very specific example, and James didn't even deny it. it. Yeah. No, he didn't deny that like this joke wasn't stolen. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that he at least didn't blame his writers. I actually think his response was as good as can be. Right, no, I don't think he stole it himself. I think no. it was definitely, I mean, that would mean that James Corden and all these guys write their own material and we know that they don't. So and he would never do that. Like Ricky's stuff, it's not obscure. Like you can find, you can stitch it's a, it very it's easily. Niche. It, he would never choose to embarrass himself in this way. No, but I do think like his apology, not throwing his writer under the bus, who obviously has been fired and stole the joke. Um, I do think that's quite commendable. Like yeah. he took the fall. So I know this is, you know, a, one another, a list of things to make James Corden look bad. But for me, this actually makes James Corden like look pretty good. Ish. Also, when yeah, well, Ricky, as good as can be. When Ricky Gervais like tweeted the video initially, someone said, didn't deliver it like you though. I assume he used... He asked to use that joke. And then Ricky said, no, I reckon one of the writers came up with it, quote, for him. I doubt he would knowingly just copy such a of famous course. stand-up routine word for word like no, that. No, 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 of course, of course. I'm surprised like nobody else, if it's like, it, I mean, I imagine, I don't, I'm not like a huge follower of Ricky Gervais's comedy. Like I actually like him, but I don't know his bits. But I imagine if there's a whole team of writers, no one, like they all work in comedy. They know comedy. They wouldn't realize one of them is reciting hey, a, a famous bit. Yeah. Maybe they all are working against James Corden. <laughs> They're yeah. trying to take him down. Oh, yeah. Makes you think. So, yeah, James Corden's bad month continues. continues. I really, I wish, I wish for him some rest. It's hard going through it. And like, he has to then go do his show every day. I know. That's the thing. It's like. Other people can take time off. Like, the. The um the internet forgets because if you become, you know, do you take a step back, there's more people for them to make fun of. But when you're on TV every single day, it's like, no, no, it's endless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is ending his show in like a year. Oh. So his time is almost up. And is someone else going to take his spot? They haven't said if and who yet, but they did say that he is, his next season will be his final. Mm. Our next story, Adele reveals how we've all been pronouncing her name incorrectly this whole mm. time. So Adele set the record straight about her name in a recent Q&A with fans in LA to promote the release of her I Drink Wine music video. So someone asked a question and she said, love that. She said my name perfectly. The correct pronunciation is Adele, not Adele. Adele? Adele. Yeah. U-H hyphen Adele. Adele. But it's not because it's Adele. (laughs) But it is. It is. I mean, I feel like this happens every couple of years with a celebrity who like is a household name and then we find out like their name is Ariana Grande. Like, right. you know what I mean? Um, and it's like we all found out Ariana Grande's name was Ariana Grande and we still call her Ariana Grande. So I don't know if this is necessarily going to change the way in which we speak about Adele. Yeah. Um, but it's good to know. The more you know. The more you know. Like, it's giving Maj Dijon for me. Yeah. And one thing about me is that once I have a pronunciation in my head, like, I, I can't. I can't, I'm physically unable. It's crazy. Yeah, like, didn't we find out Rihanna's actually Rihanna? Or did I make that up? I don't remember that. Okay, so I made that one up. Perhaps. It's definitely possible. Um. Also, she's releasing a music video for I Drink Wine. I can't think of that song without thinking about, remember when you- Yes, me too. Claudia, when her out when her tracklist came out before the album, Claudia went through the tracklist and like did her idea of, of what, what I she, thought the songs would sound like, just given their titles. And when it was I drink wine, she said, "I drink wine, 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 wine." It literally sounds like the song. Like, how does the song go? 
I think it was actually one of my favorites on the album. One thing about me is that I have not listened to 30 even once. Like, I don't know what any of the songs sound like. And I was just watching a TikTok about this because what's so funny is like, technically just based based on purely numbers alone, like Adele is currently in her flop era. Um, like her, her 30 is her worst performing album since 19. But it's still like sold Major. triple, not even, I mean- it's a little more than Midnight's. Like it's a huge seller because this TikTok was talking about like who the predictions are for album of the year going to be. And like, you really can't ignore 30 just based on the numbers. Um, Even though like technically Adele's in her flop era. Yeah. If you're comparing her to Adele. To, her, to herself. But if you're comparing her to the average singer songwriter, she's doing amazing. Yeah. No, of course. I think she'll be nominated, but she won't win. Yeah. Um, the prediction... For on TikTok, um, who did they say they thought was gonna win? They were really campaigning hard for Bad Bunny, even though Bad Bunny, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, for Bad Bunny, um, although this person didn't think, and I don't know what qualifies this person as an opinion we should give a shit about, but um, that Grammys has you know kind of like ignored Bad Bunny that they don't think like Bad Bunny would be. Oh. Um, but they thought that Renaissance should be in there. They thought Kendrick Lamar should be in there. They thought Lizzo should be in there. Um, Luke Combs should be in there. I'm I sorry, Growing agree. Up is the album of my year. I completely I, agree. Oh, by the way. Also, like, Kelsey Ballerini. Like, that album, like, is that album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I listened to it, and I feel like right now I'm not in the headspace for it. Like, if if this was, like, if I was 20, mm-hmm. I would be obsessed. No, it's whimsical. Yeah, it's just, like, really light. Um. But I will at a different, like, I don't know. It took me, by the way, when it came Maybe out. Like when I'm getting ready for like a dinner or something, like I'll yeah. listen to it. When it came out, I was just like not in that particular headspace. And mm-hmm. I was like a little late. That's why I'm talking about it now. But now I'm like fully immersed in the album. Like it is an album that feels like an album. I totally get that. You Two know? things. This is making me excited for end of year music recap. Data. Spotify wrapped, well, obviously. Spotify wrapped usually stops tracking your data on October 31st, but they are extending it. So Because of midnights, probably. Because of midnights. That's crazy. Huh. But yeah, I was going to say uh, like- My data is going to be, I don't, I have no idea what it's going to reveal. Because like one thing about me is like, I don't listen to new music. Like I listen to the same five. Like I still love my 2019 Spotify wrapped playlist. Like I listen to yeah. the same. So I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of Luke Holmes, a lot of Taylor- a lot of Morgan Wallen. Cause then I think about where I listen to Spotify and it's like my Amazon echo. So it's like, what do I listen to in the shower? Yeah. Or when I'm getting ready. It's actually, sorry, my number one, it's going to be evermore. That's really all I listen to this year. Oh, true. Mine is going to be, it's a mixture of me and Harry's music. So, Oh, right. Probably Luke Holmes will be number one and probably Mimi Webb will be number two. I just oh. like listen to her song. And I also like, I like songs on Spotify, like five songs a month. And I just keep listening to them over and over yeah. again. Um, but we've got a lot of Beethoven in there. We've got Elvis. I've got a lot of Sagala. I think my number one song of the year is going to be If I Can Dream by Elvis. Actually, it's going to be middle of somewhere. Yes, it is. And then number two will be If I Can Dream. Um, and then what else? There was one other thing that I listened to all the, oh, I had to put on this white noise one night. And so I put this one song on repeat mm-hmm. and that's going to be my number one song of the year. No, like Spotify needs to work on the rap thing. Like if you have kids, like removing all like the Coco Melon, like. No, I think it's actually a sign of the times, but like I just need to be able to delete that white noise. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, that's not a song. No. It's not a song. I mean, it's, does it come up as a song or is it like a podcast? It might be in like a different category of your data if it's a podcast. True. Because I don't know how you can make a song that's an hour, you know? No, it wasn't. It was like three minutes and it was over and over. Oh, it's a song. It's my song of the year. (laughs) How exciting. Okay, our fifth and final story. Some super exciting news. Some of the Queen's personal effects will be going up for auction. Yes, mementos of the Queen's war, Her Majesty's driving permit, and photos of her working as a mechanic. You should get the driving permit. I know. How much do you think it costs? I don't know. I was looking through and they didn't have... um, prices and do you have to do we have to go to london like I, I think we need to get on a plane i think we need to go to, to. the auction they're going up for auction alongside a 1950s petticoat from our girl cute i need the driver driver's permit yeah that's what we need that's what we need if anybody gets it if you want to share i want to apologize to the podcasters theo snoring so loud if that's what you've been hearing i keep trying to like move him to like no i don't i think the smooth sounds of theo snoring are 
calming. Okay, okay. I just wanted to let you know, like, it's not anything in, in your office or your car. Like, it's Theo. Yeah. Um. Also, her undergarments are going up. That's for, not nice. Um, auction, 1,500 pounds. And then there are some military era mementos that are set to reach 20,000 pounds. But the queen never held a driver's license. Fun fact. Well, it's a permit. She no, 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 I know. But so she got her permit. She was permitted to learn. But then she never had to get a license. She never had to? She never did. Like, well, but she drove all the time. Oh. She always drove herself. Think of not the crown. Not the queen being a criminal. <laughs> driving without a license. It's like a literally a C-class felony. Yeah. That's bad. Well, maybe, Bad queen. Bad. Way, maybe it's fine because she had a permit and there was always an adult in the car. No, but she used to drive herself around. No, I know. Like Balmoral. No, but there was herself. definitely like a security guard in there. Like she was probably never alone. In the crown. like and in, Fill up. In that movie that I just watched, The Queen, she drives alone. In that well, movie. it's a movie. So. And also it's her property. So right, so everyone can fuck off. Everyone can fuck all the way off. Yeah. Um, okay, we have to buy the permit. Like, Theo, stop. Yeah. So There's no, no price too high. You know what we need? What we, we need mean? a Queen Elizabeth II Museum. It could be like one of these traveling museums. It can start in Pop London, of course. Of course, of course. But... It should come to New York. It should like have that. like tons of queenie effects. And I think that would be a really great way to honor our girl. Um, well, I think another great way to honor our girl would be helping, you know, other queens in Dear Toasters. That was the segment, the segue of the century. She would love that. She would love to see queens, you know, fixing each other's crowns. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but the queen was a big toaster. Huge. And she did say that Dear Toasters was her favorite segment. So for her... We do this, and, and we honor her with this segment, which is sponsored by Origins. The pioneering nature-infused skincare brand that has elevated gift sets that will surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. Origins create transformative skincare and naturally-derived ingredients to notice, noticeably improve how your skin looks and feels. Origins has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins' holiday gift sets are plastic-free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. And for every tree harvested, new trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted over 2 million trees around the world, so you can feel good about the gifts that you are giving this season from Origins. So if you have anyone in your life who's like difficult to shop for, or someone who's just really into beauty, who's really into the environment, Origins is a great place to shop because they have all these different gift sets. Um, so if someone who's like really into skin, you can do the fantastic favorites which is their six best-selling essentials from cleanser to moisturizer and their size to go wherever the holidays take you they also have the mask this way which is a five mask starter kit the all for youth which is uh plant description essentials to cleanse and pump um you can help them say hello to younger skin and then you can also do their all-time essentials kit which is their all-time essentials a day and night radiance boosting gift for the glow getter on your list get this for the 20 year old in your life who needs to start moisturizing yes. so when they're 30 they'll thank you at christmas for that gift you got them all those years ago that is such a great gift like a five-step gift set here's all this here's everything you need, need. And also you can get like individual products, stocking stuffers. Yep. The toast gift guide continues and this is a great one. Origins is toast gift guide approved. approved. Um, so you can get the Origin gets the Origins gift sets today available at origins.com. That's O-R-I-G-I-N-S.com. Those gift sets are available at origins.com. Check it out. Toast tested, toast approved. Origin skincare, like is that bitch, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, ready for Dear Toasters, our advice segment where we do our absolute best to try and help people? Yes. If you guys ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. Try and keep it brief, even though today's we have a long one to start, but like it's worth it, okay? Okay. And the girly needs our help. Okay. Dear Jackson Claude, first I would be RDH if I didn't acknowledge how beautiful, stunning, and smart you both are. Thank you for, for providing us with premium content day in and day out. Love you both. Wow, you're, thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Okay, I need some help. I gave birth to the most precious baby boy this summer. He's a pijam and is the first grandbaby on my side. Normally, this would be a huge deal and he would instantly be the center of attention among my family, right? Wrong. Here's the thing. The thing is, my dad and stepmom decided to adopt a puppy a month after my baby was born. And ever since that day, my son has been overshadowed by this dog. I send photos of the baby's first doctor's appointments. I got a text back with a photo at the vet. Oh, you think your baby is teething? My puppy just lost two teeth. It's a cute pic of the baby in the stroller, but here's the puppy on our walk today. This is her dad and stepmom? Yeah, every time she sent a picture, okay, they okay. want I didn't know if it was her in-laws or, or No, her, her dad. And or her kin. No, it's her kin, and it's the first grandbaby on the, her side. Got it, got it. 
I complained about our lack of sleep once and they started talking about how hard crate training has been. I mean, every conversation circles back to the dog. It is so awkward and cringy to me. This makes me not want to send any photos or share updates about my baby, which makes me so sad. Not to mention they've been so busy puppy training that they haven't really asked about how the baby is doing on their own. Not to be dramatic, but I feel like they're missing out on the most exciting times of his life. Do I say something about how this is making me feel? Task my sister with calling them out for being super annoying or just try and ride it out and hope it gets better. Love a mama toaster who's sick about here, who is sick over here about her parents dog that's so crazy no that's like something like kind of diabolical that like a 20 year old would do not like a grown-ass man yeah at least and you it's giving you know what it's giving I don't know anything about it's giving evil stepmother Meredith Blake right but she didn't say that like it's the stepmother leading the charge no but she just did say like dad and stepmom so like not me like you know villainizing the stepmom right no of course and of course part of my advice would be like go talk to your dad one-on-one I'm glad to hear that you have a sister and yeah like, and she like you can talk to her you can talk to her because you know if the, these two were your only family and they're not like getting excited that would be so disheartening that would be so disheartening I think that you're totally justified Justified. in feeling sad about this. And if you do feel like a lot of the dog fanfare is coming from evil stepmother, um, maybe talk to your dad one-on-one and be like, I'm so excited. But see, the thing is like, I actually don't think it's coming from the evil stepmother. Like the dad, that was my projection. Excited about a new dog. Yeah. We don't even know if the stepmother's evil. Like maybe the stepmother stepped in when this girl was two and has been like a real mother to her. Like we don't know, you know? Right, 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 right. Like I was just projecting like what I've known about stepmothers from the movies. Maybe like you talk to both of them and just say it like in a totally... I think tasking the sister, like you're fucking busy, bitch. Like you're busy. I think if your sister went over there and be like, hey, I went to... Rachel's house last night and she was like so overwhelmed with the baby and she was just like really upset feeling like nobody cares like she had a baby and everyone's like obsessing over the dog so I feel like we should all make a conscious effort like that's what you do like when someone has a baby like they're really vulnerable they don't have time to like talk about their feelings with everyone like I think tasking the sister is a great job as long as the sister handles it like a pro and it isn't like obvious that like this is like a setup you know yeah hopefully stepmother doesn't listen to this podcast totally um, yeah, I like that too. Like, this is a job for, this is what sisters are for. But also just like prepare yourself for if they continue to be disappointing and to, to like de, to divest, mm-hmm. to de-invest from caring about like what. Their opinions. And, and sharing pictures in the stroller. Like find a different group chat to send those pictures with. Send with them to us. Who care about you and will be excited about it. Put them it. in the Toast After Dark Facebook group. Like we'll be excited. Yeah, we will be excited. Chosen family. Like send them to your sister, send them to your friends. Like, no. Don't keep setting yourself up for disappointment yeah. if after your sister talks to them, it doesn't get better. No, because this is hella fucking rude. Yeah. Like the more I think about it, like it's literally child ass behavior from a grown ass man and a grown ass woman. And honestly, I'm pissed. Yeah. Sister, send the sister. And if nothing changes, bye. Like seriously, bye. Yeah. We have a lot of like mama related ones today. Yeah, and don't send pictures and see how long you go before they ask for a picture. Yes, withhold. Withhold the cuteness. Divest. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. I need some objective advice so I'll keep this concise. I'm 35 with two boys. I need some objective advice so I will keep this concise. Yes. I am 35 with two boys, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and a husband. We have two embryos left, both girls, and my husband says that he's done. Part of me agrees, but the other part of me really wants a girl. And for context, my hubby really pushed for boys, so he already got what he wanted. And if it matters, we found out the gender of our embryos before having... The first two. Right. Who gets the final call here? We can't really have another one if we're both not on board, but I want a girl. Help and please keep anonymous. Sincerely, a toaster who wants a mini-me. No, I mean, like, your man's got what he wanted. Like, it's time for you. And also, like, you do all the work when it comes to childbirth. Like, it's, it's ultimately, it's a decision you both have to make, but ultimately, it's your call. No, but she asked, like, who gets the last word? The woman. The woman gets the last word. Like, women are pushing children out of their vaginas. When the roles are reversed and the man really wants another kid and the woman doesn't, like, oftentimes, the woman gets, the woman has one who has to carry, the woman's one who has to give birth. Like, it's a lot on the woman, so... Yeah, it's a decision that you guys should talk about. No, and like when a man wants more children, like it's so sweet, like it's so nice, but it's literally not your call. Yeah, and I think that if this is what you want, then, but the thing is you have to want it bad enough to want it enough for the both of you yeah. and to like can bring him to your team, you know? Because if you're like, I want it a little bit, like that's not going to convince him. But if he sees you're so excited, you want a girl so badly, like it's everything you ever wanted, then like, of course, that's your husband and he loves you and, and that's what you're going to do. 
Yeah, but also I, I like I want you to do whatever you want, but I want to say there's something like extremely cool about being like a mom of just boys. Like we were just met this woman in your neighborhood who has like so many boys and she was like the coolest bitch I'd ever met. Like I was really taken by her. Like I kind of want to be like, I want to have like, like five boys. Like I think there's like kind of something sickening about it. You know what I mean? And I think about all like my friends' moms who I know who like have all boys and I'm like, they're so cool, you know? Yeah. So just think about like, there is something really cool. Obviously like girls want to have girls, but there's something like kind of sickening about being like a mom of boys. And then like these boys grow up into like big, huge men. It's like, yeah, bitch, I did that, you know? And like you can, you can be in charge of like how these men enter the world and like how they treat women. Like it's just like, it's very powerful, you know? Yes. But I would also say like, aside from the gender of like wanting a girl when we have boys and he wanted boys, like, do you want another baby? Do you want to bring another human into this world? Do you want to foster another life? That's something that you have to answer for yourself. And then you either have to want it bad enough to like get everyone on board because it can't be like half in. Okay, so by the way, like if you, you know, God willing, one day Baruch Hashem, and Hara, like have more kids, like do you have a preference for what you have next? I, I don't. Like you're so girly, so obviously like I a know. girl would and be nice. I, before, like when I got pregnant the first time before I found out the gender, like I really did want a girl. Um, and When you found out it was a boy, we were like a little disappointed. Like it's okay, you could say. Like, like a little. If I had to have chosen. Right, you would have chosen a girl. I would have chosen a girl. Thank God I didn't have to have chosen because I'm obsessed with being a boy mom. No, totally. And so many people who, when I announced like my pregnancy and the gender, so many people messaged me. They're like, I'm one of four girls. I wanted a girl so badly, but I have a boy. There's nothing like mm-hmm. having a boy. And it's and it's so true. It's so different. Mm-hmm. But there's something so special 100%. about having a boy and like the connection between a boy and his and mom. His mom. No, it's so true. Like some of the best boys out there that I know, like love their moms. And that's why they're the best because they love their moms and they respect women. So it really, it's been amazing. And so if you had to choose, like, do you now want to have like one of each or like you want to try and be like at a strictly boy house? Like if you had to have a preference. Well, I don't want to say because then like, what if then I have another <laughs> kid and it's not what I said and they'll always be like, yeah, me. <laughs> we'll delete the episode. Okay, here's the promise. We'll delete the episode if you end up with the opposite. Of what you wanted, okay? I'm not saying I could just see it. Okay, will you tell me afterwards? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, well, best of luck to you. And at the end of the day, remember it's your call. But like Jackie said it best, like you have to want it enough for two people because you to, know. like to convince him. Like if there was something that my husband wanted so badly, more than anything in the world, like it would make me want it too. Yeah. But if you just want it a little bit, like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, no. No, and also like like this is why I think about it, like you could be done having kids. Like, isn't that but like- But you want to be done. Right. Like, I feel like I would want to be done, you know? Right. It's like, I can't wait till, like, I like I want to have kids. I'm going to love my kids. I have my future kids see this. Like, I don't mean it. But like, I am excited to be done with the part of having kids and just like being like a human being again, yeah. raising kids, you yeah. know? Like, I wish I was at that stage. I look at like other people on social media who are like done. I'm like, oh my God, you did it. Like, it's behind you. I'm yeah. so happy for you. I know, but they look at you like it's all in front of you. And like those oh, those bebe years, like they, they can't get back. Like those were the best of times. Oh my God, that's so sweet. What a great shift in perspective. Shifting perspectives with Streisand. <laughs> our third and final, good morning. I am in a mom's Facebook group for our local area and my sister is a nanny for a family that is also in the Facebook group. They don't know the, me though or my name. Wait, sorry, start again. I was just thinking about the last one. This am, always happens to me. I am in a mom's Facebook group for our okay. local area and my sister is a nanny for a family that's also in the Facebook group. Okay. But the family in the Facebook group doesn't know about the, this the girl. Sisterly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Recently, the mom that my sister nannies for posted in the group saying that she was unhappy with their nanny, aka my sister. She said she wasn't doing enough educational activities with her kids and she's looking for a new nanny to start ASAP, but she has not told yet the nanny, the former nanny. My sister is not a part of this group and therefore doesn't know that they are looking to replace her. She loves this family and the kids love her. Do I tell her that the mom posted this or do I let her find out on her own in a couple of weeks time? I know she'll be devastated, but I don't know if it's my place. Help a loved but but confused toaster. Obviously you tell your sister like this This in this job market, like she's got to, you know, get proactive. She's got to start sending out resumes. No, not even that. Tell her to start upping the educational content. No, by the way. Like, give her the answers to the test. Jackie, this literally sounds like the nanny diaries where it's like, you're not talking to Grayson in French? Like, yeah. we'll have to get him an au pair. No, like, I think this is obviously a super awkward situation, but I think that you should tell your sister, not in like a, 
gossipy way or like a you know you're done way but like I there's still this, I don't want you to be upset she wants more educational stuff for her kids like ramp that up and like she could be happy yeah actually that, that's true I didn't think about that I thought about her like getting out of Dodge like dumping the family be like oh you're gonna dump me I'm gonna dump you first bitch but no that's true she could still salvage the job go get some books like yeah just be like I saw these amazing things like I was watching Miss Rachel or whatever or I was like, you know just be like I was watching Nat Geo they were talking about this amazing exhibit at the Met like do you think it'd be okay if I took Sarah yeah like I don't know what educational what the ages are and like what materials the kids should be ingesting at this age like get some workbooks right and start making it an educational environment no you have like maybe a, some people could write in the comments like good things to do in the educational realm for kids that would really impress your her employer no I feel like you've really gotten like a an unfair advantage now like yeah. you know what your employer wants and you're going to give it to her before she even asks yeah love that love that for you good idea thanks your advice was on point today. Mine was like a little all over the place. No, your first one, you got, you got the first one. Right? Yeah, I, you got the last two though. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who wrote in to Dear Toasters, which again is always a safe space. You can write in, we'll keep it anonymous. You can change people's names. We would never blow up your spot and you could write in about anything. Today was very family heavy. Sometimes it's more friends heavy. Sometimes it's more relationship heavy. I like these ones. Me too. They really made me think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that email again is deartoasters at gmail.com. Try and keep it as brief as possible, just like the need to know information. Like, don't get caught up in the details because if it's too long, we can't read it because um, I'm too lazy. So that's our show. Tomorrow's show will be in New York City. Please go easy on me tonight. We have a fabulous end of week. We're headed out to to the Big Apple right now. So thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Toast, leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.